Blog Talk Radio. It's February 17th, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please, if you're in leadership, remember, even if you're not in leadership, remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the membership in the interest of the membership. Uh, we hope everyone had a wonderful Valentine's Day. You know, that's a, that's a, one of those days you got to take care of your loved one, right? So, uh, yeah, on a more somber note, this past week, a worker shot and killed five co-workers, one of whom was on his first day at work at this place, young man. The shooter was subsequently shot and killed by the police, and five police officers were injured. Unfortunately, one reporter stated, this was your standard workplace shooting. Isn't it sad that workplace shootings are now considered standard? Our thoughts and prayers go out to all the families and friends and co-workers of everyone involved. May we please have a moment of silence for all of them. Thank you. Let me bring Jeff on here. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good, Leroy. How are you? Ah, pretty good. Yeah, doing okay. We're supposed to get two to four inches of new snow at night. We've had nothing but snow this week. Seemed like I was paying the guy every day for a while. <laughs> and then a lot of snow. We we don't have any down here. None at all? No, it all melted away. It's gone. Well, well we still got plenty, and it's plenty cold here, so... Um, we're in that snow belt area. Yeah, a little bit. You know, we get the lake effect, but we we had oh geez, what was it? Three days straight that uh, we had at least at least four, and uh, you know, two days I think we had seven. So a lot of snow, uh, but it was you know we had a white shirt day. You know that was fun. Uh, our friend. Uh, uh, House representative for the 69th District of Michigan uh, sponsored a resolution for uh, to uh, honor White Shirt Day at the Michigan House of Representatives, uh, and she posted that she had her uh, white shirt on. So, and much more other than you know making sure that our stuff that we're interested in gets. It's handled at the legislative level. So, uh, she's at the state level, so it's not what we're working on at the federal level at this time, but we'll see. What else happened? Well, of course, Valentine's Day was here. So came and went. And everybody was happy, I suppose. I sent out a lot of, a lot of Valentines. So. But how was your week then, Jeff? Um, I didn't feel good half the week, but... Um Doing okay today. Oh, good. That's good. 
Okay. Uh, well, we have a lot of announcements, and we're going to obey email today because uh, uh, we'll get them next week uh, when we come back. Uh, it's a little short this week if we can for everybody. Well, we do have a lot of stuff going on around the world, so uh, I'll tell you, this is uh, uh, in something else. So, um, uh, if you want to start off with uh, announcement number one, uh, it might be a little redundant, but then we'll go every other one. How's that, Jeff? Okay. Uh, let's see. You are okay. Yeah, kind of covered. Why don't you start with? Yeah. You can go ahead. February is Black History Month, and Working for a Living will be airing. Weekly educational segments of the respect for that history. We'll have more later in the show about this. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, that was my my faux pas there. So if anybody's wondering, that was on me. <laughs> uh, we're on three now. So uh, working for a living radio show continues to support Medicare for everyone. Uh, that came up this week uh, in social media that. Uh, uh, they were mad that we were supporting, or everybody, all unions are supporting Medicare for, for everyone. I'm not sure all of them are, but we sure are here at Working for a Living in the Caucus. And um, that's uh, not exclusive to getting better health care for um, union members, okay? Even though we have, you know, this Obamacare, we still have. Uh, medic, you know, health care that's better than every uh, one on Obamacare. So, you know, the union members are still getting a little uh, better. Uh, you know, we don't negotiate that, but we support uh, that we get better health care for all union members, active and retired, but also for the general population working uh, Medicare for everyone. Now, while we're on this subject here in this announcement, I want to make sure that everybody understands something. It wasn't so very long ago that one single company, directly or indirectly, for 10% of the nation's health care, one company. And that, quite frankly, is unfair. And that takes money out of our hands, mouths and families, homes and cars and recreation, education, pension, you know, retirement takes it out of our hands when they're shouldering higher costs because nobody else has health care. Well, not everybody, but for the people that don't have health care, and that's a lot of people. Okay, so we want to try and shoulder this for a lot of companies and people rather than just one being 10%. And that one company was General Motors. So if you think that not having Medicare for all is going to hurt you, you are sorely mistaken because Medicare for all will stop having to have extraordinary health care payments into the system by a few companies. Ford and Chrysler not far behind GM, as you know. So... Uh, Let's let's work for this and uh, understand that it's good for us because if everybody has insurance, 
then we don't have to pay or our company doesn't have to pay higher rates to cover those people that are indigent. Everybody gets coverage, not just a few that have to pay double, triple, you know, sometimes ten times what it is. So just understand that. This is a good thing on all accounts. And we also, it's not exclusive to uh, not supporting for union, better health care for union workers either. So, And we'll get that simply because if they put the same amount of money to it, but they don't have to pay for all the indigents, there'll be more money and services available for us. So let's work for this, okay? I, I hope everybody understands that now. Okay, Jeff. I have a question, Leroy. Um, sure. City of New York claims, or the mayor of City of New York, claims that everybody in New York City has health care. I don't know how he's doing it, but that's what he's claiming. And if it is true, I'm happy for him. Well, so, um, I, don't. I, I can speak to that in in my own community here, Jeff. We have Ingham Healthcare. My county's Ingham County. And anybody that falls, you know, through the cracks or below a certain uh, uh, wage, I think it's $19,000 a year, can go and apply at the county, and they get free health care. And it's, uh, quite frankly, it's pretty good health care because they get full dental and full vision. Uh, and some of us retirees aren't getting that out of our health care. So, uh, I'm happy to report that a year ago they had surplus money in the system, and uh, uh, it's, it's, everybody had health care in the whole county. Uh, so, you know, anybody that was under, not not covered, they'd send them over. You know, once they went to the emergency room or something, they'd send them over and get them signed up, and then they'd cover that for them. So as uh, long as they uh, fell below the $19,000 threshold, they were they were covered. And above, above that, you probably should have health care from your company if you're making, you know, that kind of money. But uh, that's sort of the threshold right now, and everybody kind of plays to that here. So if he's doing a similar thing in New York City, uh, you know, so much the power to him, you know, so we're happy to have that. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. Thanks, Jeff, yep. for that question. Go ahead. Okay, number four. Working for a living radio show continues to support end of corporations being considered legal citizens. I agree with that. As, as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, working for a living, vehemently opposes General Motors' November 26 decision and admonishes them to reverse that ill-conceived decision immediately. Uh, on a little side note, uh, beyond our announcement here, and some of these are redundant, but you're going to get some new side notes on some of these from time to time, so believe us, they're, they're worth listening to. Um, uh, in August of 2016, on this radio show, I admonished General Motors to make sure they kept a small car contingent viable because they'll eventually need it, because we have a sine wave economy. In other words, it's cyclical, and it follows a sine wave. Sometimes the, the wave is a little higher, and sometimes it's lower. But typically, a sine wave that goes way up comes way back down. So uh, 
Uh, and we're way up there right now, way, way up there. You have to see the charts. Uh, so our economy is right out in orbit. But that's not going to last long. The tops are in, almost without question. And um, we're looking forward to seeing some tougher times. And we're, you know, telling people about, be careful. You know, I want you to, you know, start to prepare for this. But we admonished General Motors, I did, and saying you should maintain that cruise or a car like it. Because if you don't, they're just like you did with trucks, you didn't have enough ability to build a truck, and so you had to work the plants at a higher cost, working overtime six and seven days a week, long, long hours, 11 and a half days. And we just saw some posts about that this week. Extraordinary overtime, notwithstanding plan A and plan B. But uh, <laughs> that seems to get suspended emergency situations. We've heard that here lately a lot. Uh, so the uh, uh, the admonishment again here tonight by myself to General Motors and any auto company, if you have small cars in the United States that you build, because we're going to stop buying them ones from overseas, you're going to see that. You're going to see that. Okay. You build them here, and we'll buy them here. You build them somewhere else, we're not going to buy them here. Okay. But if you're building a small car, you're going to see your need for that very, very soon, probably before the next show that we have. So, again, wake up, General Motors. So having said that, go ahead, Jeff. Okay. The UAW continues to urge a boycott of the Mexico-built Chevy Blazer. We are not asking to boycott GM at all. We're just asking to boycott the Chevy Blazer at this time. It's right. made in Mexico. Yep, that's a UAW. That we support it though, okay? Because we're UAW by and large, most of us. Um, Seven, due to the world, yeah, world's economic uh, cyclical reality and the 2015 Detroit 3 contracts, Working for a Living encourages all Detroit 3 retirees to immediately establish other streams of income sufficient to replace your current pension monies. This came up again this week. Somebody that I have a lot of respect for, and I've always felt that the person is very well uh, learned and understands a lot of things, but we've covered this on this radio show. It's pinned at the top of our Working for a Living Facebook page, and it's all over the dot-com. Language from the Pension Protection Act of 2006 signed and put into, uh, put into law by the Congress 2006 and signed into law by the President of 2006, that's George W. Bush. You all know who he is. Okay, and he's been good and bad. You know, we, you know, we're not going to demean him, but he signed this, and it says in part, 500 pages, and the the synopsis is about 30, and most of those pages, 30 pages, have wound up in our agreement, so it's automatic. There's no appeal to the government. Okay, folks, and it says essentially 
that if it goes to 80% funding for below 80% funding for the pensions, that the supplements get ended and you get 50% of, well, you get the lesser of 50% of your vested pension or the pension guarantee, pension PBGC, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, okay? So the lesser of is always going to be half of our pension because our vested pension is typically around 1500 whether you're getting a supplement or after you're 62 and you have the entire amount supplement, it could be a little more, 1600 1700 uh, in that case for some people because you get a little more uh, after 62, and you get a little bump of security. So it turns out to be a little bit more money for you once you get to 62, mostly. So you get half of either one of those. I want you to understand that. that that's going to be anywhere from seven to $900 for a, re, a retiree, okay, and uh, uh, somebody that's, uh, either under 62 or over 62, seven to nine hundred bucks. After, and that depends on your circumstance. That's a ballpark figure. After, if this gets kicked in, if it goes below 60 percent, kiss your pension goodbye. Okay. So, if you're not already, start developing another stream of income because. The legislatures who want to protect our pension have written something that's going to cut it to nothing and a big downturn in the market. And we didn't get anything on the way up. But believe me, on the way down, they're going to, it's going to just cobble us or cripple us, the pensions. The funding will drop dramatically. And they'll say, oh, it's funded this and that, 100 this and 100 that. Good luck with that. General Motors has been relieved of putting any more money in it and then after 2008 or 9. I'm paraphrasing off the top of my head. I think it's 8. So just understand that, all right? You know, because that came up and it was sort of a heated discussion. And, you know, I want everybody to be clear this language is in the supplemental agreement for pensions. And there. Okay, it's posted on our page, our Facebook page at the top, pinned at the top. Been there for a couple of years. All right. Hasn't it, Jeff? Is that correct? Is what I just said? Yeah, you're 100% correct. You're right. Thank you. Go ahead and get the next one there, buddy. All right. February 10th, Mexico Daily News reported that 45 more. Okay, Leroy, now you got people. Up for the rights. Yeah, and 
uh, of the settled strike, it's reported that some yeah. 2,000 have been fired, Jeff. Did you, didn't you read yeah. that as well? Yeah. Yeah, I read that as well. Even almost another country fired a union leader recently, yeah. too. Oh, we'll get to that down there. Hungary has this little thing. And yep. You know, down the road there. So uh, February 11, uh, CNBC reported uh, that Paul Krugman expects a global recession this year and warns we don't have an effective response. It's pretty scary stuff, folks. It isn't just us here saying this. There are a lot of people very, very concerned about what's going to happen. And I'm one of them. Yes. I look at all of this stuff, and uh, it's shared among our team, but um, this is sort of proprietary trading stuff. But just know it doesn't look good. All right? All right, yeah. Paul Krugman has a lot of a lot of respect. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, February 11th. The new Centennial reported the Fogwell Parkway near the Fort Wayne General Motors plant is to get major upgrade. That'll help our brothers and sisters getting in and out of the plant. I understand there's been some trouble. Even some altercations and stuff down there. And one of the other plants have been having some altercations, too, the Ford plant. So uh, just trying to get in and out of work, folks. I know it's hard sometimes. So. February 11, WFMJ reported a Chevy Cruze driver pinned between a jackknife semi and the center abutment survived the crash on an Ohio highway. That's near Dayton. So go Chevy Cruze. You know, you're building them right. All the crunkle, you know, the crumple points are working just the way they're supposed to, and that's because we do work, right? I'll never forget it, General Motors. We do good work. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I seen that picture of Leroy of that accident, and it. Uh, I've never seen an accident like that before. It was bad. Yeah, car was I don't know how he got out of it. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Thanks to the vehicle he was in, I guess. You know. I guess so. Yeah. February 11th, WFMJ reported UAW local president David Green took a bus full of members from the Drive at Home campaign to lobby lawmakers in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, good work, Dave, if you're listening. Good work. Yeah. Good work, President Dave Green. You're doing good good work down there, and you're not getting much help from uh, the rest of them either. General Motors doesn't seem to be helping. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of the stuff that you're getting, these job fairs that you had at the local union hall and other things, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just amazing outpouring from the community as well. So keep up the good work, and you've uh, done a good job with your campaign, and it's not over. We, we hope and pray that we can get some resolution to this. The, the powers that be can. So, okay. uh, February 13th, GM announced its plans to invest $1.3 billion in Brazil's Sao Jose dos Campos plant. $1.3 billion. 
while they're closing plants here, they're putting a lot of money in plants in Mexico. Or, I'm sorry, Brazil. This is Brazil. Yeah, down in Brazil. Yeah, so shame on you, General Motors. We know you got to, you know, be competitive worldwide, but you need you need to remember where you're from. We gave up stuff in '82, 1982, so to make our jobs more secure. We gave up like a tenth of our wages, which was a lot of money, a lot of money for you to go out and invest in things. Other companies, global investments, but all that money originated from this country's blood, sweat, tears, and toil. And don't you ever, ever forget it. All right. February 13th, Hungary today. Reported Suzuki has fired an employee for initiating an o- the organization of a trade union within the company. Uh, shame on them. I hope yeah. they get that, that worker back. Yeah, we do. I don't know how much of a union. Uh, well, they don't have a union. They got fired for trying to organize one. So mm-hmm. for all of you union workers that are driving foreign vehicles, this is what you're sponsoring when you buy one of them. Okay, I hope you get mad at me. I hope you do. I'm going to tell you something. When I was on staff, temporary staff, at Region 1C, it's now been merged, at the headquarters of our, our Region 1C office, held a lot of meetings there. And occasionally I'd walk out and see what is in the parking lot. Or I might be out from a meeting and coming back or going to a a meeting and see what's in the parking lot. And on a number of occasions, I found a foreign vehicle in the lot. And I turned my little ass around, go on in there, and asked the secretary if she knew who it was that had a vehicle like that, what was going on, and she'd often more than likely tell me who and where they were. So I'd walk into the meeting. I'd say, excuse me, there's a foreign car in the UAW parking lot, and that's not allowed. They'd get mad as hell at me, just like you are right now, because I told you that you're sponsoring that activities when you buy a foreign car, NATO overseas especially. They get mad at me, and they go out there and, you know, move their vehicle. And then they come back in. They, everybody holds it. The, the um, manager of the office, every every union uh, regional office has, has a, uh, a lead, and he's our manager. And he always, every time, backed me up. Every single time. And Jim Sickles, brother, thank you for being the good unionist that you are. And I know that pissed off a lot of people because they don't like you, but they don't like me either. And we're both good union brothers, and we can stand up and look them in the eye and say that. So if you're mad at me, too damn bad. Stop supporting this kind of behavior. 
we're we're telling it like it is. Steph, don't we tell it like it is? Well, hell yeah. That's my brother. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it's my turn. Yeah, I think so. February 13th, Buffalo News reported, uh, that's a bad one, the New Era Cap Company has reached a severance agreement with its workers and will close a plant at the end of March 2019. There are 219 workers that will lose their jobs forever. There's no going back in this one. We didn't, we didn't buy their product, so they're closing. New Era Cap. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry to, to hear that because that's, you know, like, you know, it's like a baseball cap, some, and uh, it's, you know, I got some other brands as well and styles. It's just sad, Jeff. You know, so. Yeah, I, I was in the local mall this week, and I walked the store lids to sell hats, and right. I seen a big selection of New Era. And I walked in and told the employee, I says, uh, those are going to be gone in another two months. He looked at me, and I had to pull out my phone and show him the article in the newspaper about it. So he was going to tell his boss that lids may be closing because of this, too, because they, most of their products are new, new era. So. Right, right. And, and every little shop has them. I mean, every mall, yes. pretty much every mall has a lids in it. I know uh, mm-hmm. there's one one here out of the two malls that we have. I know there's one because, uh, you know, I uh, see the owner uh, on a regular basis so, of that store. So uh, he's, you know, it isn't just the 219 people then, is it, Jeff? No, it's going to be a lot more than that, by the way. Yep, probably a couple thousand before it's all said and done. We've got a couple thousand here, 219 here, 1,000 here, mm-hmm. 1,200 there. Pretty soon it starts to add up, and the legislature's yep. got to start paying attention. Okay? Whether yep. you're local or whether you're federal or state, you got to start waking up and saying, these corporations have been destroying our country. By sending jobs overseas, this this is a this is this new era. This isn't going overseas. They're just going to stop it. They're closing the plant. They're not going to build them anymore. Buffalo, New York. Right, Buffalo, New York. Right. Yep. They're just going to close up. They're they're a victim, you know, of what's going on with manufacturers and others in the in the. Uh, United States sending their work overseas. When you don't have money moving around, I mean, there's a, we, we posted it all over the Internet. Uh, Walter Ruther's speech, 1958, with uh, Mike Wallace. And Walter Ruther essentially said, you know, there is capital, there's com- corporations with capital, money, and there's labor. And you've heard me say this on on a show, independent of Walter Ruther's speech, but these two have to be in balance. One can't get too much. We're going to talk a little bit about our our resolution in our uh, in my part of the, uh, the reports tonight. Uh, but we we have to have balance. 
These corporations can't rape our economy for the advantage of a few people. What is it, 400 families run, run most of the capital in the whole United States? That needs to be flowing down. You know, if you're thinking about that family, you know, we'll, we'll say 10, 400, that's 4,000, right? 4,000 cars versus if you put that money out in the public where they could buy 4 million cars, right? That's what we want. We want to buy more stuff for more money. And that means that that capital doesn't go to the few select people. And every time, every last single time that we've had consolidation of wealth into a very few hands of people, we get what's called a D with a D depression. Depression. Okay, just remember that. Every time it happens. Okay, so that's the new era. Okay, Jeff. All right. February 13th, Springfield News. This is in Missouri. Reported former former state Republican Party chair has filed petition to put right to work in the Missouri Constitution. Um, I guess he's a little upset that the voters in Missouri voted against right to work in that state just this past November. Yep, they're still at it, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. Are. <laughs> People voted against He's still going to try. Yeah, good Lord. You'd think they'd give up when it's time. So, um, so uh, my turn. Uh, that's our good friend, the uh, Missouri. Oh, uh, the list of minimum worldwide wage, uh, wage worldwide minimum wages is posted on our page, uh, the page that you go uh, that we posted here today. Uh, that's on that link to it, but uh, you can get it there. It's posted everywhere else on the internet as well, but making it widely available as we can. So for people that might not be on on Facebook or just listen to us via Stitcher or um, uh, the Apple Store. Uh, so, but uh, yeah. You know, we try and get it out as best we can. All right, Jeff. All right, February 14th, ENBC reported GM is launching the bikes in Germany, Belgium, and the Netherlands where lithium-ion battery-powered e-bikes are popular. I believe I read somewhere not long ago that Ford is interested in the same thing, right? Yeah, they're they're all worried that cars might not be selling pretty soon, especially in a major downturn, and bikes might become more popular like they were in the Depression area era. Well, then they need to uh, start treating their employees better, uh, not shutting down plants so people can afford to buy your vehicles. You know, this right. nominal effect of Businesses closing, you know, we're losing customers. It's like new era, we're losing our customers. Yeah. Uh, here's one for you. February 14th, 
Fortune.com reported Amazon made over $16.8 billion in profits last year. Over the, I'm sorry, over the past two years. But instead of paying federal taxes this year, it will be getting a $269 million tax refund, making, um, well, $8.4 million a year last couple of years, averaged across the last two years. And they're going to get, you know, substantial tax refund under the um, uh, Trump tax bill relief fund, whatever, taking care of the, I, you know, I remember last week's announcement where it said that the, uh, we said that uh, the average uh, income tax return is down 8% for the working class. And here you see manifested before you that the wealthy elite are getting a tax refund and not even paying anything. They're just getting money after they made 16, almost $17 billion. All right, Jeff. Okay. February 14th was a busy day. The um, last <laughs> reported <laughs> Valentine's Day. That was a busy day. The alarming scope of the president's emergency power from seizing control of the Internet to declaring martial law, President Trump may legally do all kinds of extraordinary things. Uh, I think he's been doing those extraordinary things since he got sworn in office. Yeah, he has, but now he's got full full authority to do, you know, but for Youngstown Sheet and Tube in 1940, um, 1952, under, I think it was under Truman, 51 or 52, a long time ago, 67 years ago, so it's 51 or 52. Uh, and, uh, of course, I was residing there, just a little shaver, uh, but uh, uh, infant. <laughs> uh, but uh, they stopped President Truman. President Truman was stopped from taking over the steel industry, and that suit was filed in Youngstown Sheet and Tube against them, or by them, I guess it was. Uh, so this is uh, has a lot of history, and there seems to be a lot of stuff coming out of Youngstown, Lordstown area, Youngstown, Lordstown, Warren, Niles, McDonald, Austintown, Canfield, uh, Campbell, Struthers. I think I got all of you kind of close. Levittsburg, I guess it's out there a little bit. But, yeah, Akron's just down the road. Of course, Pittsburgh, where most of my family settled north of Fort Pitt in 1720. So uh, a lot of stuff coming out of that area uh, right now. And um, we'll see if that uh, lawsuit is going to uh, carry some merit uh, in the current situation, if they can uh, cite that. I believe they have, and we'll see what, what what occurs here. But he can do all kinds of stuff as long as he's got it. He can, you know, like Jeff said, seize the Internet, declare martial law, just about anything. It's pretty, pretty sad, so pretty scary, too. All right, uh, my turn. So February 14th, for those in Michigan or moving to Michigan, the Detroit Free Press reported a uh, new Michigan driving law now, in effect, comes with a $400 ticket. 
now you must not only move over one lane for a stopped emergency vehicle, but also slow down 10 miles per hour less than the posted speed limit. If you don't, it's $400 ticket. So be aware. I know some of you are moving to Michigan. That's a law we've had. They've added this 10 miles less than the posted speed limit recently. So uh, be aware if you're driving around here and you see an, you know, an accident or, or a, just somebody with a flat tire with an emergency vehicle there or a police officer, any of the things qualify, and you must move over a lane and uh, go 10 miles an hour slower, okay? All right, Jeff. All right. February 15th, Sue O'Connor, and part of that veteran's suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. And please remember that two United States veterans committed suicide every day. Uh, and we need to give our veterans a lot more help and what they're receiving, they just, you know, they go through hell when they come home. Just, I come from a family full of veterans and really angry at, at the federal government allowing this stuff to happen. Right. I'm, I don't know why they don't have some sort of an ongoing stipend, even if it's a few hundred dollars a month for every veteran ever served. I just think that, you know, we, I'm one of them, have given up a lot for the safety of a lot of other people that have not served. That doesn't make them bad. It means that uh, those of us who served have given an awful lot to our country and seen an awful lot that I, for one, don't want to repeat. Uh, okay, uh, my turn again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And on February 15th, Good Jobs Nation reported that Honeywell jobs are being moved moved overseas. Yes, as you may remember, these workers were locked out about a year and a half ago and forced into concessions, and retirees lost their pensions case that remains uh, for all other unions as well. It's only good for your last union contract. So those of you that don't want a union and you're retired, if you uh, give up your union, if you're talking bad against it like was done on this show one time, it's broken, we got to start a new one, well, guess what? Guess what? Your pension goes away. Because that is in the contract. By contract, you have a pension. Okay? And it's managed by a group of management people and union members, leaders, staff persons. You don't have a contract? Doesn't look so good. Yeah, that might be when the PBGC kicks in but you also still have that 80 and 60% in there too. So just be aware. You're not as protected as you might think. 
too many smug people out there. All right, Joe. All right. February 15th, Star Tribune, and that's in West Virginia, reported Judge World's coal company can eliminate Schmimmer, did I pronounce that right? Retirees health care and union contract. It was a uh, company takeover by another company. They're just taking away health care and, and not recognizing the union contract. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so a Virginia businessman is uh, buying this coal mine, coal company, and uh, they've, the judge has ruled that they can, you know, eliminate the re- retirees' health care and their unique. Just talk. So, you know, anybody that thinks that you got a better union out there, you know, I mean, we got a lot of trouble in us for sure. But, you know, if you decertify, it takes another year before you can vote to certify your union. A full year. You know how much damage a company can do in a year? February 15th. Finally, finally, Jeff. Finally, we got some good news. (laughs) Jesus. 45 minutes into the show. (laughs) Yeah, good Lord. But, you know, it's sort of some education along the way here, too, you know, because we've had... Yeah. Um, uh, Insider Louisville reported, that's the paper from Louisville, Kentucky, reported that the UPS mechanics ratify a new contract with an 18% immediate raise. Okay, 18%. That's that's pretty decent money right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Per hour. I wonder if Papa yeah. is upset over this. <laughs> who's, who's upset? President Hoffa. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. He might be, you know, yeah. Um, So, well, we want to thank all of our investigative reporters, both here in the United States and worldwide, for their wonderful research for us. We really appreciate that a lot. Because we've gone long this week, we're going to abate emails, as I think I said. We had a lot to discuss here. I'll, uh, well, let's uh, let's just get into Jeff's report, and then I'll get into mine. Uh, I got a couple of little things here we're going to talk about in addition to what. Jeff, you want to start your uh, report, please? Yeah, let me get to the page there, right? Okay. Really down there. Yeah. We were talking about go ahead. We were talking about people who were uh, actually black that we often thought of as being white. And uh, yes, somebody was talking about uh, where Mary was born, Jesus' mother, and that's Cairo, Egypt. And, uh, that was Immaculate Conception, right? Cairo, Egypt. Right. 
Yep. Somebody should look that up, see what what people look like in Cairo, Egypt, then and now. Okay, here we go. Okay, buddy. All right. There's a lot of pride in the in the black community about people inventing things that most people don't realize. Uh, gentleman by Eugene Russell. He was the inventor of the digital cell phone. That's, that's interesting. Um, let's see what else we got here. We have... Um, Wilma Rudolph was the 20th of 22 siblings born prematurely at 4.5 pounds. She suffered juvenile paralysis, polio, and scarlet fever. She wore a brace on her for a twisted leg. She evidently became the world's fastest woman, winning four Olympic medals. That's some history. Um, let's see here. A gentleman by the name of invented dry cleaning in eighteen twenty one in New York City. Let's see who else. Ah, here's the one. At sixteen years old, Yvette Stevens joined the Chicago chapter of the Black Panther Party. Her duties were selling the Black Panther newspaper, as well as starting the free breakfast program for children. Uh, you may know her as Miss Shaka Khan, very talented, Grammy-winning. She's got a hell of a voice. We all know that. Um, on February 8, 1968, nine South Carolina Highway Patrol officers in Orangeburg, South Carolina, fired into a crowd of protesters demonstrating against segregation at a bowling alley near the campus of HBCU, South Carolina State College. Three men were killed and 27 were wounded in a violent series of events that would become known as the Orangeburg Massacre. The three men killed were Henry Smith, Daniel Hammard, Cameron, age 18, and high school student Delano Middleton. He was 17. That's a sad, sad story. Uh, Benjamin Baker, he invented, the inventor of America's first clock. And here's a really interesting one here. After many clocks, First black female post post in Mississippi, President Theodore Roosevelt continued to pay her salary and punish the town by rerouting their mail 30 miles away until they gave her back the position. Uh, that that's that's a big victory. She didn't know that it happened at all. Um, let's see. 
Irma Tet, we all know who she is, was conceived by rape. Stations spoke five languages, sang in seven, and recorded the big hit song, Santa Baby, in July 1953. That song had a lot of problems this past holiday season. Uh, but that's about it for a day. Um, we will continue to look for more during the course of the week. And uh, there's a lot of history, and people should be proud of some of the things that people had invented and participated in. And so that's all I can say, Leroy. Hats off to everybody. All right, Jeff. Thank you for that report. You did a real nice job on it. Uh, there was one fella that he was trying to vote. I think it was in Georgia, and he was a young man, and it he just it was like uh, in the uh, uh, oh, it was for the first first time that Obama ran, and he had been voting, and he wanted to vote for the first black man, and they they sent him to three or four different places. He had walked from the time the polls opened until they closed, and they finally got in there. He'd walked some 30-plus miles, and he got a chance to vote for the President Obama within like five minutes. So he was fortunate enough and he was very, very happy and pleased that he was able to get to vote for And he he died, I believe, shortly thereafter. So he'd been, uh, uh, he was, you know, quite old. So he'd been through the, the early 1900s, which was, were not good years. And, um, so for him, and uh, he was pleased to finally see this occurring. So there's a lot of uh, rich history for the uh, African Americans, uh, and I'm glad that you uh, do such a good job every February, Jeff. Uh, some of it might get a little redundant, but it's still education for uh, everybody out there because we want to do pay tribute to these folks um, for heritage. Very, and we have a large contingent of members in our union, UAW, as well. All right, so uh, I'll start. Uh, you got anything else to say on that, Jeff? No, just it's uh, I my coworkers that I had um, in my area before I retired. I taught them a lot about their own history that they never even heard of. And they asked me how I learned these things. I says, all you got to do is research. They're not hard to find. You know, I told them more about their heritage that they knew. So it was so good that I was educating somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, I mean, and they just, you know, they, when you tell them face to face, their, their mouth just drops wide open. Oftentimes, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I got a couple of things, and then I'm going to close it out with this uh, 232 and 310. 
um, and we're going to try and make this brief. Um, this right to work is rare in an ugly head again, right? So I got an exercise for everybody that's listening. Okay, this is a really cool thing. It's fun. You can do it. Every one of you can do it. I'm going to ask you to do this. Okay, and you can do it. It's not hard. Okay, pick up your phone. Find the number for the local chamber of commerce or the regional chamber of commerce or the national chamber of commerce <laughs> and give them a call and ask them if they allow full benefits for businesses who don't pay their dues. Real simple question. Hello, ma'am or sir, how are you? I have a question for you. Do you allow full benefits for businesses that don't pay their dues to your organization? And the answer is going to be quite simply no, right? <laughs> I want you to respond. Okay, then why do you support right to work? And wait for their answer because they're not going to answer yet. Okay, so that's a little fun thing to do. All righty. Uh, so the next thing we have is uh, it's become an issue, and we've had several people pretty angry at all of what we just talked about throughout the last, you know, couple of years, but it's getting worse as you can listen to our announcements tonight. We're trying to keep this, you know, abbreviated under an hour or around an hour. We're about at an hour now. Um, the thought of a general strike is uh, being asked for. People are getting a little angry over it. Uh, there was a group, uh, Jeff, what was the name of that group? The uh, teachers, was it teachers or the airline people? Airline people. Yep, airlines, the, as I thought. The president of the airlines, stewardess airline yeah. union. Right, right. She's trying to start it, okay, her problem is, I think she's already been stifled over it because uh, Taft-Hartley prevents any um, union leader, elected union leader, from uh, promoting a secondary strike. And that's what that would be, a general strike. So it's against the law. But uh, we're not elected union leaders, as you know, Right. We're probably leading more than most of the elected leadership is, but, you know, we're not elected. They can't do a damn thing to us if we start talking about a general strike. So we're going to set up a webs uh, uh, an email address. If you send in a regular email, working for a living at workingforliving.com, you send us in, we'll see how many people want it. And if it seems as though that you really do want a general strike, we'll set up a system where you can join up to be a part of the general strike and you'd be anonymous in that. And then I'd just have a, a walkout day. Uh, we know how to do that, and you just type in your... You know, your email address, 
your name and your union, and we can do this nationwide. Uh, and they can't bother us with it. Okay, a lot of reasons, but mostly we're not union leaders, so we're not promoting a secondary strike as a union leader. We're just news reporters, so to speak. So um, let's. Uh, we're going to ask you send in. I'm just simply say I'm interested in general strike. Send that to working for a living at workingforliving.com. Real simple. And if we get enough, like we did on the the, you can send them to me in a PM, Jeff in a PM. Um, we have other people that you know about that are are you know our uh, reporting staff and others that are part of the team. Uh, get it to anybody on the team, and we'll compile that, and we'll determine whether or not to go forward with sponsoring a general strike. It's about time that that occurs. We support it. I believe we support it. Don't we, Jeff? Yes, we do. That's what I was thinking. I think we've talked about it ad nauseum over time. Uh, it's probably the only way to bring these corporations to their knees and the politicians aren't helping us. So it's time to just start doing our what we do best. And that's organized. Okay. So we can't do it alone. We need it in every state, and we need a number of people in every state to organize their area. And we'll have it just like a military chain of command, okay, uh, and we'll run it through here, and then once you get everybody believing it and committed to it, and they sign up on our on our system, okay, we'll have a system where you just go to the go to a web page and we'll have a little short video there, a little thirty second one telling you this is what you gotta do if you want to support this and then off we go. Right? Uh so we'll do it on a separate um I don't know how we'll do it just yet, but we'll we'll figure that out and just run it by some uh, sidewalk legal counsel, uh, and uh, we'll make sure that we're on firm ground. But I'm I'm quite sure that we are. Uh, we just want to make sure that we know how to do it and where best to do it. Uh, but we can do this general strike thing. And believe me, the, nobody ever got anything out of strike ever. And we give. Part of the negatives that we, part of the reason we, we're talking about the negatives, you need ammunition to go tell people about what's really wrong with our country. What's wrong with our country? Why dead peasants insurance siphoned out of pensions, or arguably siphoned out of pensions, and the revenue stream for corporations, and then washed through a life insurance company and paid into the corporate executives pension plan. Remember, I outed Mark Fields, Ford CEO, for having an $858 million pension plan, and he was fired 21 days later. Okay, they're stealing money from our corp from our country, from the middle class, the working class. It's illegal. 
but they're they're diverting money from us into their own pocket, and then they're using you know the the tax imbalance because of a, a globally, and they dump products because we're the target market, dump products into our country. Okay, and then they're, they're what they get the advantage that they get. A lot of that's been that revenue's been uh, diverted into dead peasants insurance, cor- corporate life insurance. After 2006, they had to have the authority of every retiree to do that. I have not done that. Jeff hasn't. All of my retired friends have not given any authority for any of the Detroit Three to buy dead peasants insurance, yet and still they're doing it. To our best knowledge. And it's destroying this country. Not just the Detroit Three. Most every corporation in the nation is doing this, in our opinion. Walmart's been caught many times. They were going to make it illegal a while ago. And now that we have just debt went over $22, $22 million on White Shirt Day. And that's commensurate what I keep saying, that uh, the national debt times the 10-year Treasury bill equals our current national debt. And that's when you start at 1982 with a $500 billion uh, national debt. A billion, not trillion. Now we're $22 trillion, And it's climbing at a trillion dollars a year plus interest. Pretty soon the interest is going to be a trillion dollars a year. It's unsustainable. And they're doing this to us. The only way we can stop it is with a general strike. Okay? Because the legislators have been, we've notified them. We've notified them all. We're starting to hear some little creaking around here and there thinking about it. But it's not enough. It's not. We don't. This. This isn't. This isn't anything that we have a lot of time to do. This needs to be done like snap fast yesterday. General strike can't be done by the unions. That's why they're they're so slow. And the guy asked, "Who's gonna Who's gonna pull the trigger on this one?" Who's going to initiate? Who's going to make the call to action was his words. Who's going to make the call to action? Well, we're not going to do it by ourselves, but we'll make the call to action once we get enough interest in it, okay? And we need somebody, at least one person from all 50 states, before we start talking about a day. And this can't be public until we do it. Just everybody, just sit down. Got the blue flu for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month. And we'll have a little thing set up, just like public TV. We'll have, well, this corporation going to bring this many jobs back, and they're going to stop dead peasants insurance. And this corporation going to do this. And, this corp- and when we get enough, enough, Fortune 500, when we get enough, and all of them, all of the Fortune 500 ought to be thinking about doing what I just said right now, because our country's at risk. We had MAGA, M-A-G-A, make America great again. Let's have SOC save our country. 
What do you think, Jeff? You like sock? Yeah. yeah why not? I, I seen the uh, the singer Cher. Some of the she's encouraging a general strike today on Facebook as well. I'm I'm thinking we'll see where it goes, but we'll we'll you know I mean we don't get in trouble for it. All right, but we're not union leader. Okay, union leaders are the ones that can't do this. Okay, they can't promote secondary strike. Sympathy strike. Can't can't support a strike outside of their own union. Okay? And they're not going to do it. So, I guess it's on us again, isn't it? So, All right, let me talk a little bit about uh, Sections 232 and 310. Uh, and I'm going to go through the worst-case scenario because this is probably we don't want to be too long so I'll, I'll just read this to you uh, there's a report done by the uh, Center for Automotive Research in 2019 this, you know in the last six weeks okay this has been done and this is uh, part of the executive summary okay the worst case scenario under scenario under the scenario where one the USMCA that's the new NAFTA it's not even going to be here for two years, but uh, is implemented in its current form. Two, other tariffs continue unmodified. That's the Trump tariffs. Uh, three, the Section 232 auto and auto parts tariffs are imposed except on Canada and Mexico and South Korea. The following will likely occur, and this is about to be implemented uh, the auto industry has been sitting around with bated breath. They had 200 and uh, let's see here one second. They had uh, 90 days, but they had 270 days from when uh, the investigation started, uh, and Trump has to answer uh, 90 days subsequent. So it's coming pretty quick. We don't have an exact date, but it's coming pretty quick. But likely the following will occur. A total of 366,900 U.S. jobs will be lost. The U.S. light duty vehicle price will increase by 2,750 U.S. dollars on average. U.S. new light duty vehicle sales will drop by 1,319,700 units per year, and many consumers will be forced to enter the used car market. No more new cars for you. Because this will affect unemployment by 0.6 to 0.46, I'm sorry, to 4.6% of unemployment increase under the current um, system that uh, I happen to know that it doesn't take into consideration all of the unemployment. I, uh, I know that it's double here in Michigan what the posted number is. 
and those numbers aren't widely published, but I happen to know them. So um, this is not good when you're looking at increases, a almost $3,000 vehicle, losing thirty you know, three thousand seven hundred three hundred and seventy thousand jobs, roughly. And loss of vehicle production a little over 1.3 million. That's not good at all. So what we're talking about is something that Mr. Trump, 46, 46 minus 1, is considering implementing. And I hope that you consider your vote every time that we hear this kind of stuff that he's going to implement. I don't want to make it too political, but damn it, folks, this isn't good. And he started this. He said, oh, tariff wars aren't anything. They're easy. I, I like negotiating them, and they're fun. Except from where you're sitting where we're sitting. Pensions at risk. Jobs at risk. Families at risk. Traveling hundreds of miles to go to work. Kids that don't see you, kids that don't see you forever, because you had to move, get divorced, once in a while, if come someday, maybe, you hear something from them. So, folks, this isn't good stuff, and these tariffs have been the uh, largest part of that. The 310 is the uh, uh, access, I'm sorry, Section 301 on Chinese and the uh, imports. Uh, that's on the Chinese imports, and it's similar a situation, and I just read you the worst-case scenario. Um, this is being implemented by the current administration. So, be that as it may. All right, we're at uh, 8.15. Jeff, do you have anything to uh, add to anything that I've talked about or anything we've talked about or anything you want to talk about? No, I'm all set. Everybody have a safe week. Stay warm. Uh, be careful on the roads this week. It's supposed to be another snowy week. And, uh, so I got sailing, right? Okay, Jeff. Well, thanks for being on the show tonight. Uh, we uh, uh, wish everybody a safe week as the week goes by. Thanks to all our friends globally. Uh, thanks to all those reporters that get that stuff to us, uh, our, our global team that uh, seems to be interested in success here. Um, so thanks for our, our um, domestic reporters. Also, I want to thank the listeners uh, here in the United States, union and non-union, and those in Mexico and Canada, union and non-union. We wish the Mexicans the very best of luck in raising their wages so that it stops this horrible dilemma between two first-tier countries in the world and a third-world country. We need you to get where you need to be. But 
at the same time, we're not going to allow you to destroy us either. Okay, so we're going to do what we can do to stop that imbalance, right? We're not in control. It's too bad we're not because we actually get it. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's a whole lot of folks that know it but aren't doing a damn thing but collecting a big fat paycheck. All right, good night, folks. Good night, Jeff. Good night, listeners. Good night.